0: Ladies and gentlemen, this is Bridecrack, your weekly wedding podcast for great company, banter and good times. Now let's crack on. Ahoy matey! (laughs) Sophie, welcome back to Bridecrack, welcome to the show again.
1: Yes, indeed. Thank you so much for having
0: me again. Awesome. It, it is my tremendous pleasure to actually have you on the show again, because today we are going to talk about one of my favorite things I think I've ever seen in the wedding industry. Uh, uh, but before we dig into that, do you just want to um, introduce yourself to everybody, just in case anybody out there is listening or watching and doesn't know who you are?
1: Yes, indeed. So, uh, hello, I'm Sophie Linen. Um, I am the Business Development Manager for the events team at Royal Museums Greenwich, uh, which is a collection of five unique venues, which include Royal Observatory, the National Maritime Museum, Queen's House, the Peter Harrison Planetarium, and our focus of today's talk, the Cutty Sark.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh. So, um, right, brilliant. So, do you want to just share with us, kind of give us an overview, what's the crack when it comes to maritime?
1: <laughs> oh, yes.
0: How many months have
1: I waited to say that one? I was going to say, well, uh, it's all sorts of exciting. I mean, with uh, all of our venues, there is a rough maritime-y edge. Um, We do all sorts of different things. Uh, Cutty Sark in particular, it's her 150th anniversary. She is 150 years old today. She was launched in Dumbarton in Scotland. She is Scottish. Mm -hmm. uh, Awful Scottish accent there. Um, uh, Actually, I'll give you (laughs) five stars for that one. (laughs) Thank you. You're being too kind, James. Um, She was built as a tea clipper, so she was built to sail between the UK and uh, China originally, carrying tea, uh, and then she changed jobs. Um, and she went between the UK and Australia carrying wool. Um, and she's had a couple of other jobs in in the interim period, but she is now uh, in her own specially built dry dock here at Greenwich, Maritime Greenwich, the UNESCO World Heritage Site. Um, and we are able to do events on her. In particular, we can do weddings for um, the particular maritime interested couple. Um, so when people do weddings on Platy Sark, they get the whole boat, so she has three decks, two actually within her hull, uh, and one on the top, uh, which is called the Weather Deck, which looks out over the River Thames and has amazing views of Canary Wharf um, and the Isle of Dogs, and also the city of London, depending on how where you're standing on the on the deck. Yeah. Um, and then my favorite bit about Sark is because she's got this uh, specially built dry dock, you actually have your party, have your wedding breakfast, underneath the boat uh, and she's kind of two meters above you so you can sort of reach up and, and touch her um, and you have this kind of real wow as, as guests kind of come in as this boat is suspended um, above your head in all her original glory.
0: Yeah I think it's, I think it's kind of, um, it's important to point out that uh, that's the big space isn't it? Underneath the hole? That's for yeah. up to 300 guests? Yeah, 300 uh, but you've people
1: also... we could do ceremonies.
0: Yeah, great. And you've also got access, like you said, to the other decks. Um, so you really do have kind of the run of the ship, don't you? I mean, that's.
1: Yeah, completely. And, and of... my favourite deck, yeah, my favourite deck is the tween deck, um, which is just beneath the weather deck. Um, it's the one that feels most boat like. It has a, a, a slightly bowed floor um, and it's quite low ceilings. Right. Um, so it's, you've got a bit of a. a of the atmosphere of, of the original boat there as well and we can do ceremonies on there for up to 70 guests and that's so um intimate mm. and unique um and, and really wonderful I think um when people come on to that and think you know this is where we're gonna actually say the words and and get married they'll have never see anything like it and their guests no, will absolutely. never see anything like it
0: I guess um From my kind of research in the Cutty Sark then, um, for all the salty sea dogs out there that might be interested, Mm -hmm. it was actually the fastest uh, ship, wasn't it?
1: She was, yes. She was the fastest ship of her day. Mm. Um, When you see her now, she has this amazing copper hull. um, And it's amazing for events because we can shine. Lights onto it, and it's very reflective. I do recommend people to go out and have a look at some pictures of events there because it really is amazing. But that copper hull um, was of a purpose, and the reason is that um, barnacles uh, and things like that don't like getting stuck to the bottom of it, yes. so she creates this amazing kind of streamlinedness through the water. Um, and I I would say how far she gets up to, but I would be hesitant of getting it wrong and the curators would be angry you. <laughs> Right, so we'll they're, they're, you they're,
0: can go look it up on the website. Or
1: exactly. Wikipedia,
0: maybe, even. Yeah.
1: Wikipedia is also good. No, she. I think um, the story goes that she went between here and China in something insane like 48 days, which was two, Unheard three of. months mm. quicker than anyone had ever done it before. She was just boom, boom. So, yeah, she's a really um, very pr- impressive ship, and, and I think that's why we still have her. Um, she is the only one, actually, of her kind left today. There are no other T-clippers um, of her format, um, and I think the only reason that we, that we are lucky enough to still have her standing and, and be able to kind of go on board and that sort of stuff is because she was the fastest and she was so special. Mm.
0: That's cool. I think one of the things that maybe brides and grooms don't think about too much these days is just how much things have changed over the years. And I know, I know for an absolute fact that my grandpa and grandma would have absolutely loved Cutty Sark as a wedding venue because my grandpa was actually the first uh, ship captain of the Belgian Navy Amazing. In World War II. Um, so he actually got to, wow. to captain his own ship and he was the first captain in the Belgian Navy, uh, despite being English, but that's a totally different story. Um, and that's the kind of wedding venue that would have just absolutely you know, resonated um, with him. And I think seeing someone that is involved in maritime, I think in that in that location would be such a special yeah. thing for those people. But I also think that anybody looking for something quirky and different, this is right up there on the list, isn't it?
1: Yeah so she really gets two types of couples as you say there are people who have a real maritime connection um so whether they have been in the navy or you know we've we've had couples where they just uh, really um love kind of building you know model ships and things like that um or love the historical element um and you know she is great for that we do an awful lot of other ship christenings right. um on kind of their their events and their parties on the on the catis themselves kind of coming right up to Greenwich pier. Um, and we get a lot of royalty coming onto the boat for those sorts of occasions. But then you get this other flip, which is just people wanting something really different mm-hmm. and really unique. And they and they want the history um, and they want something with a wow factor, but they don't want the, the castle. They don't want the yes. country house. Yep. Um, also because she's usually open in the daytime, um, we people who have events and, and weddings in particular on, on the Cutty Sark are usually doing it in the evening. So we get a lot of people who perhaps have gone um, to the town hall to the registry office for okay. their ceremony um, and then just want to have their kind of big party yeah. or their you know just, just the wedding breakfast um, at Cutty and, and party through the evening. She's great. For dancing, I think she 's probably our best venue for kind of having a boogie right. um, so so we get that side of it as well, which is is really nice because you see the the different sides of people also there 's something lovely about the Cutty Sarkin that she is gendered, she is a she okay. um, mm-hmm. which doesn 't seem kind of initially um, kind of particularly important but actually it works wonderfully for us kind of same-sex couples um they tend to to find there's something quite wonderful about the cutty sark this very kind of traditional um navy masculine boat but she's a woman yes. um and her figurehead is uh is nanny she was named after um uh Kiltie Sark is Scottish for tea dress, and it's mentioned in Robert Burns' poem Tamashanta And Nanny is a, a figure in that poem wearing the kiltie Sark, this kind of white negligee almost, and she is the figurehead as well. So again, there's a lot of um, we get a lot of kind of Scottish people coming down to to have um, their events and weddings on the boat as well. So there's she's got lots of different angles to go with.
0: Yeah, and I, and I guess people who are kind of maybe. Thinking, you know, what what theme should we have? I think it's one of those places. those one of those venues where you walk and you go, "Ta-da! This is the theme." You know, that's obviously <laughs> that's obviously like the the main draw is it's completely thematic.
1: Yeah, you don't need to do anything really to her. Some some lighting and mm-hmm. and go to town with flowers, and that's really it. Um, she she is what she is, and and you don't have to worry too much. Your guests, as they come in, they're so overawed by the spectacle of this 963-tonne <laughs> yeah, vessel because um, she is massive, you know. And that's the other thing as well that's that's great about Platti is I've done large-scale events for up to kind of 450 standing on there, but also we've done really tiny dinners for sort of 20 in a really large space but all it does is maximize that wow factor of the ship rather than feeling empty which in some large venues you can go oh you're a bit lost but actually the the juxtaposition sort of works in its favor.
0: Hmm, Cool, are are there any, I think it's it's probably worth covering, are there any sort of logistic uh, issues with Cutty Sark, is there anything that you can't really do with the venue or is it
1: not really i mean she she is accessible Mm -hmm. there are there are lifts on all on all four four decks which is great Um, we have to be a little bit careful on power um so sometimes we have to get in generators because um we can't get the power through um we we ask for no stiletto heels on the inside deck which
0: makes a lot of sense yeah
1: you know things things like that um but otherwise not she's not particularly restrictive um we we try as much as possible across all of our venues to really be as accommodating as possible um and and try and go go the next level you know there are there are some of the decks that we can't do food or drink on um one of the decks is kind of the main museum deck uh which we don't do food and beverage on but they can do them on the other two decks Mm -hmm. um And and there's certain areas where we can't serve red wine standing, but we can serve it seated. Things like that. Um, But we don't usually have too much issues in terms of people being um, struggling. The main thing that people um, just have to be aware of with the Cutty Sark is that she's in use during the daytime. Yes. Um, And, you know, we we have closed her in the daytime before, but it's it's not easy to do. And so predominantly what we would say is that the museum closes at five um, and then it takes about an hour and a half to get the suppliers in and and ready to set up. Um, But guests can arrive and wander through the the inside ship. If you're not having catering on there, you can go through at your own um, sort of pace and then come down when it's all ready. So there's, there's ways of working around it.
0: Fantastic. And I guess it's worth mentioning that it really is an all weather venue, isn't it? Because you have an outside yeah. out and an inside space, so it's even ticking exactly. that box.
1: exactly. Yeah, yeah, you can, you, you can have an event whenever you like the the top deck is great people still go up onto the top deck um even when it is a bit kind of rainy and miserable um but we can move things down to one of the inside decks or obviously under the hull which is which is the main event space anyway um and that that works really well for people um but people do still get that sort of on a summer's afternoon if they mm-hmm. want to go up onto the top deck they've got that kind of freedom um to is do them really to that is it possible or
0: thing. put umbrela- umbrellas up or any of those sort options open
1: we can do sort of um standing gazebo sort of things um but the, the trick with the top deck is actually there's a lot of stuff Yes, in the way, yep, I can so you imagine, wouldn't yeah. be able to get a particularly big gazebo right. up because there's things like lifeboats, which seems weird, but I think legally Cuddy Sark still has to have lifeboats, oh, wow, because she is st- still technically a ship. So there's there's lifeboats. Um, there's where the crew slept originally, which is all on the on the top deck. So the top deck can be quite busy. Mm-hmm. Um, so usually we're saying, you know, really, you just want to go kind of a, a a drinks reception up there, look at the view, um, and then head downstairs for dinner.
0: Cool. So um, yeah, I think that just about covers it, Sophie. So before we wrap up, is there anything you'd like to share from the perspective of a wedding coordinator um, that you think brides and grooms need to be thinking about as they're shopping around for wedding venues?
1: Um, I can't remember what was last time. I might be repeating myself. <laughs> mm. um, Not repeating, I
0: Reinforcing. Did...
1: Yeah, I do. I think people should go in and look at a lot of venues um, and really get a feel. I do think that there is an automatic um, uh, kind of gear that kicks in when you're in the right place. Yeah. Um, but I also think talk to the the people there, talk to the me's, um, because you're going to be working really, really closely with those people on a really highly stressful kind of thing that you're that you're spending an awful lot of money on and if you don't get on with those people and they're not your sort of people um, and they don't get your vision mm. um, that's really important um, what we try to do here is because we are lucky enough to have such an amazing collection of venues, the couple that gets married at Cutty Sark is not necessarily the same couple that gets married at Queen's House Absolutely, or the yeah. same couple that gets married at the Royal Observatory, you know, they're all very different um, people but we try to really tune into what that couple really is looking for on their big day and also uh don't feel hemmed in by any of the traditional elements of a wedding sometimes you hear wedding and people panic and they think you know receiving line first dance wedding breakfast toasts all of that and it you you know you don't have to do any of it you can really make it your day And, and i think venues more than ever now are um getting around to that idea mm-hmm. and uh, listening, to, listening to their clients and what they actually want to do.
0: I think you hit the nail on the head when you said that when you <clears throat> arrive at the right venue for you, that gear kicks in. I think it nothing does. is truer. And I think occasionally, at least from my experience, I feel that on occasion, we've had couples that really settled for something, maybe because they yeah. didn't want to carry on searching and they were worried that they'd never find that one special place for them. But it exists. Yeah. I think it exists for everybody. Um it so I really think does. that really is an important point. Keep searching until you until you absolutely fall in love. Um Yeah, people are happen.
1: always People are always amazed that you can get married on Cutty Sark and they say, oh, I wish I'd known that, Yeah, of course, you know, yeah. because I would have got married there. Where I felt like I was hemmed into the to the castle, stately home, sure. hotel sort of vibe and, you know, oh, God, I wish I'd known that. There are so many venues out there, more now than there ever has been previously for every type of person. So do keep searching because there is the white one out there.
0: Cool. Well, Sophie, thank you so much for sparing the time for us today.
1: Thank you again for having me. It's always oh, a pleasure. It's
0: always good. And I'm looking forward to the next one. Yay! <laughs> they
1: just keep getting We're getting through the venues. Yeah, yeah it's by awesome. So many great <laughs>
0: venues. I love it. Well, Sophie, again, <laughs> thank, thank you so, so much. much. And uh, yeah, I look forward to speaking to you again in the fairly near future.
1: Indeed. Thank you so much. Cool. See you later, guys. Have a good one. Bye, See you later. guys. Thanks a lot.
0: Bye.